calls me moody welcome to the moody show i hope you enjoy this episode of my podcast being moody episode six i'm going to call this one driving pearl fourteen years ago i bought a rather plain looking 2005 mustang a white gt in hawaii land of the white convertible six-cylinder rentals. It was 2009, and she was the first model year that Ford returned to the classic style. I had just returned home from Iraq, and I was determined to buy myself a welcome home present. I did some digging, and I found what I wanted down in Pearl Harbor. I drove down there from Schofield Barracks, and, uh, found a sailor who had just had a baby and uh, he needed to sell his car and buy himself a maroon minivan. So I helped him out. I knew even as I was driving out of Pearl Harbor what I would call her, all shiny and white. Pearl, of course. I remember the night I put the red stripes on her. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to get them straight, so I I put a piece of painter's tape down the middle of the car, and I had, I had lined the stripes up on either side, you know, uh, vinyl, right? And an uh, army buddy of mine from across the street came over, loaded, came with a bottle and a couple of glasses, and he kept telling me the lines are crooked, and I kept telling him he was crooked. But anyway, those red stripes, you know, people joke about the stripes making it go faster, but it just seemed to make the car pop. And I was in the land of Mustangs. There were three in my unit alone, not including Pearl. But there was something about her. She seemed to get all the attention. Eventually I came home to the mainland. I shipped Pearl home in a container the Army did for me. And uh, because I live east of the Mississippi, I had to pick her up in New Jersey. She took a slow boat from Hawaii. took weeks. Eventually they called me and I took a couple of trains and a couple of cabs and I went to pick her up in one of the biggest warehouses I've ever seen. It was like something out of Raiders of the Lost Ark or something, an endless high bay of cars covered in tarps and dust. Anyway, when I got out of that cab and I, I walked up the stairs, one of the high bay doors was open and there was this great shaft of light shining into this sort of gloom of a warehouse filled with cars. And there was Pearl sitting at kind of a jaunty angle, all white, red-striped, Little bits of water glistening on her. She'd just been washed. And there's a young man standing there with a clipboard. And I said, well, what, what, what's all this, you know? And he said, well, when we unboxed her, we knew that whoever owned her loved her and would want her to look just so when he picked her up. And I said, young man, I, I believe you're going to go far. Once back in Maine, eventually I... I had to take Pearl to the shop. I think she was getting an alignment. And I was standing there with two young men. One of them was a Chevy fellow. 
and he was bragging about all his Chevy numbers. He had really nice numbers. And uh, I was waiting for him to finish telling me all about his numbers, and I would explain to him that I could snap my windshield in second gear. But he never got there. The fellow on my right had been staring up at the car the whole time, and he says to me, you know, I'm sure I know this car, but it, it couldn't be the same car. I said, well, she's kind of one of a kind. I've done a lot of work on her. If you saw this car, I'm pretty sure it was this car. He said, no. No, it was a long time ago, and it was nowhere near here. And I thought he might be talking about where I was working. It was an hour commute from there. I said, well, where were you? When was it? He said, well, I was back in 2009. I was a Marine at, at uh, Bellows on Oahu. I, I thought I saw a car just like this, driving around Waikiki. I said, well, I'll tell you what, in 2009, I was a soldier at Schofield Barracks on Oahu in the Hawaiian Islands, and if you saw a car like this, it was this car, I tried to tell you. She's one of a kind. And I turned to the Chevy guy, and I said, we're done, right? He said, yeah, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I had just been recognized in my car as far away as I could be and still be in the United States. I think one of the things I find most satisfying about driving Pearl is that everyone else seems to have gotten all caught up in my affection for her. I guess my affection is infectious. <laughs> but uh, people will say to me, you know, oh, I, I saw Pearl the other day. Yeah? You know, I'm in there driving. <laughs> uh, but she's kind of taken on a personality and a a little bit of not notoriety all her own. Well, I think it's about time we talk about our nemesis, the white Camaro with the red stripes. I first saw our nemesis riding home one day. I looked out the window and I saw that white Camaro with the red stripes. And I thought, there she is, my nemesis. Just a few days later, I happened to be driving Pearl downtown passed by a historical house being renovated and painted. There was a bunch of college-age kids painting this house. Well, they seen us going by, and they were very encouraging, and so I, I confess I got caught up in the moment. I absolutely boiled the rear tires right in front of that entire crew of painters. When I went home, I was standing in front of my house next to the car, and Two police cruisers went whistling past the end of my street. My cousin was like, huh, I wonder if they're after you. And I thought, mm, maybe. I went back to the scene of the crime later, get a feel for the situation. It had been quite a show, and when I got there, I learned that sure enough, the owner of the house being painted was less than pleased. More accurately, his wife. I pulled up and started to make my apologies. I figured I'd been busted. They must recognize the car. When I pulled up there, he happened to be standing outside, his wife behind him, scowling. I said, listen, I'm sorry about the light show I put on earlier. I just got caught up in the moment. He said, oh, that was you? I says, yeah. And with a twinkle in his eye, I didn't understand until later. His wife brooding over his shoulder, he said to me, well, I had to call the cops. He sort of paused and glanced over his shoulder and said, I got him looking for a white Camaro with red stripes. And I thought, my nemesis. 
I was delighted. Apparently now in my hometown, all of my shenanigans would be blamed on some poor fool in a white Camaro with red stripes. And clearly the dragnet had been thrown because all the local finest were whistling up and down the side streets looking for this hooligan. Ten miles and ten minutes later, I'm in Walmart in the paint aisle, and this old couple is looking at me and whispering. And eventually I hear her say to him, It's him, the one with the car. Now, frankly, I get a lot of that. So I was curious. I went over and I said, Excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear. She said, You're the one with that car, aren't you? And I said, Maybe. She said, You've got that white Camaro with the red stripes. And I thought, My nemesis. Also, I was astounded that ten minutes later and ten miles away, they were already talking about my my smoke show in front of the old house. I was literally a local legend in ten minutes' time. Later, she explained that apparently they walk up and down my street walking their dog all the time. She just didn't know a Camaro from a Mustang, and, and obviously I was counting on that when it came to my nemesis. Later, I spotted my nemesis all the way up in Augusta where I was working, an hour's commute. Apparently, they lived in my town and worked in the same town where I worked, and so now my commute was entirely covered. I could do wheelies all the way to work, and they'd be looking for a white Camaro with red stripes. My nemesis. Now I live in Indiana, and you'll never guess what I saw down the road. Earl and I have been in a couple of car shows, she's so pretty. We weren't invited. We, we literally just drove in and they told us to find a spot. The first time I, uh, I was going to see the car show, I was just going to see the cars. And I got up the road there and the road went left toward the car show and right toward parking and I took a right and I watched the last spot get taken. So I drove out to the kid in the intersection with the flashlight, the shiny vest, and I said, hey, the parking lot's all full, but uh, what do you say I pop the hood and park a little closer? And he looked left and right, and he said, yeah. He said, go down there and park down there. <laughs> so I pulled into the car show, opened up my hood, and stood across the way like a voyeur as people came and took pictures underneath the hood of my apparel called my dad. I said, Dad, I'm in a car show. He said, oh, cool. I said, no, 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 like, you know, in the car show? <laughs> in the car show. <laughs> she did pretty well, too, as I remember. The second time I was in a car show, I was just going shopping at the grocery store downtown. I was in Bath, Maine. I drove up to the intersection at the top of the hill by the Capitol building, and there was a barricade and a cop and a guy and a bunch of pamphlets, and the guy handed me a bunch of pamphlets. He said, here you go. Try not to block any fire hydrants or crosswalks. <laughs> I said, okay. Pulled down the street, pulled into a spot, popped the hood and went shopping. I ran into my cousin in the supermarket there, a little place. He said, uh, what are you doing? You know, blah, 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 hanging out. Hey, you want to hang out? Sure. <clears throat> I said, come on, I'll drive. We're going out, walking. And he says, where are you parked? I said, I'm, I'm right over here. As soon as he seen Pearl with the hood open and, you know, all the other cars, he gave me a classic Tino. Cousin Tino was like, given, moody. 